Hey everybody, welcome to the Vineyard Collective Podcast. My name is Daniel and I'm one of your hosts. I am also one of your hosts. My name is Kirsten Warden. This is actually my first hosting spot on Come this on. podcast. Ooh, we're so but excited. I'm one of the youth pastors here along with my husband Samuel who you've seen and we're excited to get into this talk today. Yes, we have a very exciting podcast. Uh, today we're going to press into the prophetic a little bit and ask the question, what are you saying, Holy Spirit? What is the Spirit saying? And yeah. so we have some great guests with us, Jay Lehman and Mike Krasta. And how about some fun facts? And Any fun facts about you to help us get to know you a little bit? Uh, I ate the same <laughs> breakfast for 15 years. Talk about it. What is it? Wow. <laughs> Three eggs, coconut oil, and olive oil, and the eggs were raw. Wow. Oh, raw man. eggs. Would you say it, it is the fuel to your success? The world wants to know. Well... I would say to my <laughs> physical success, yes, but we all know that Jesus is the... Come on. Oh, oh, you hear that? Uh, he went there. Uh, Just straight good. in there. Okay. How did it taste though? Was it... Uh, you know, the, the hack for raw eggs is not to actually beat the eggs. <laughs> Okay. But just to crack them and drink them whole. And you actually don't taste much of it. Coconut oil, I have a real good, I have a taste for, you know, that it's actually a pretty good oil to drink. Olive oil, if you get a cheap one, I, they can become rancid and pretty bitter. Okay. But um, wow. the healthy fats, the healthy proteins. You know a lot about this. I could get all into it. But for 15 years, the most convenient and wow. cost effective breakfast you'll find. <laughs> That Guys, is a is, fun fact. This is free health advice. Like, Come on. We said we're going to do a prophetic podcast. We're really just quizzing people on their Isn't it called choices. the Vineyard Collective? We're yeah. collecting, collecting health. health. Yeah, all of it. So yeah. good. Okay. Hacks. It's keto hacks. Yeah, keto, keto hacks. hacks. That was a keto hack. Oh. Was that a keto hack? Do you hack? still eat is that, that breakfast? hashtag? I still do, but I do, lot, I do a lot of intermittent fasting, which is just another health hack for y'all, right? Okay. No. You know, okay. it's like in between a spiritual discipline and a health discipline. It's like intermittent fasting. Yeah. I don't know if it's quite spiritual sure. or okay. if it's his health or if you get extra credit or both. Yeah. But I don't know if it counts in heaven. My God's good. So, like you it. know, on hey. the scoreboard in heaven, I hope I'm winning. Kaboom. <laughs> you heard that. Oh, this is going to be a good But is time. there a scoreboard? Now, that's, another, that's another thought. <laughs> yeah. there is no Join us for episode two as we talk yes. about. quiet right about now. Go ahead. Okay. Mike. I don't think I can top that one. So, um, fun fact. Okay. So, I love the outdoors. I think that's a real major uh, characteristic of me. Um, mm -hmm. I've spent a lot of time outdoors, walking, hiking, everything. So I studied to be a naturalist, a master naturalist. And um, so that's what my interest is. That's cool. Yeah. That's what, awesome. What would that like categorically fall under? A naturalist. What What is that you're specializing in? Outdoors. Outdoors. Like adventure? Oh, yeah, not adventure. Okay. No, not adventure. Just, uh, just wildlife. I uh, love that. That kind of thing. Yeah. Now, now, Jay, you grew up in this church. Actually, your dad, Happy, and your mom, Die, launched it, correct? Mm -hmm. Yep. And now you're back in town. I'm back in town. Loving it. Yeah. Champagne, baby. I like Urbana, too, but I live in Champagne. <laughs> <laughs> the church is in Urbana. Urbana's no nice. Hate to I Urbana. mean, it's no hate. So we, rock we love it, you, Urbana. Yes. We, we love CU. <laughs> We've got some D-Town Decatur family that come over. We love D-Town, too. That's true. Good. All right. We love it all. But you're an entrepreneur. Yeah, entrepreneur, real estate investor, real estate agent. Um, I've done it all, man. I, I, I rep it. I've done multi-level marketing. I'm not ashamed to say that. Oh. I, I got. Don't be know, ashamed, man. I, I know. I, I got. It just gets a bad rap. I got. Um, you know, I used to do a lawn business when I was a kid. Okay. Um, I do football announcing. I do a lot of different things. I don't think. It's because I'm never really the master at one. You know, what do they call that? Master Jack of, of all trades. Jack of all trades. Yeah. 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 Master, master of none. Of none. There yep. you go. There it is. 
that's why it wasn't an English major either. As you can tell, <laughs> right? Uh, <laughs> so yeah, we do a lot of different things, but you know, uh, I'm still trying to find out what I want to do for the rest of my life. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. I love it. And Mike, you are uh, newer to our community yep. here and moved here recently, but now you are a ministry specialist and uh, leading the corporate prayer team, correct? Right. Yes. Right. We moved uh, a year ago, year and a half. Okay. Or so, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And so we're doing ministry specialists for outreach with Laura. Yeah. And also the prayer uh, ministry we're starting. So, dude, if you ever look up volunteer all star in the dictionary, that's Mike. <laughs> Boom. Yeah. Guy has just Agreed. been all in yeah. since he got here 18 months ago. I know. Seriously. Yeah. I mean, he is like so awesome. That was a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the guy's coming up. <laughs> the podcast. Boom. Boom. Okay. There take it, it easy. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Good. Amazing. Well, the next question we have for you, and this one's, we're going to get a little deeper, yeah. a little faster, but we, we are talking about the prophetic. Um, and we want to hear your most crazy, memorable, or maybe just the first one that you is sticks out in your mind, but a prophetic experience that maybe changed the trajectory of your life or even influenced where you're at now, or just the first thing that you could think of that a prophetic moment that was very memorable in your life. That's good. Well, I, I, I let me start. Yeah. Okay. So this was several years ago. It was probably 1984 and I, it was a Sunday and I was supposed to go to church that day. And I decided not to. So I was just kind of laying on my bed and mm -hmm. I saw a picture of a heavy man with a white hair and white beard in a boat. And he was looking at me and he was calling me like this. Wow. And I was Catholic at the time. Mm -hmm. So I thought that's St. Peter, right? That's who it is. St. Yeah. Peter's calling me. A year later, my girlfriend came over to my apartment, handed me a brochure. It said Kingdom of God on it. I turned it over and it was a picture of John Wimber, hmm. the same guy I saw in my dream no. vision Dang. a year before. Guys, yeah. we're going in real quick. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I felt yeah the this chill. is heavy. Little this is heavy. Situation. <laughs> Sorry about that, but there's That's more to awesome. this. There's okay. more to this. Okay, so that was 84. Yeah. Um, no, that wasn't in 84. I, I, think, I can't remember exactly when that was. But when I was doing graduate work okay. on the vineyard, I was listening to tapes, old tapes of John Wimber's. And I got to one that he did in the early 80s. Mm. And it was the one where he was announcing his ministry to the world. Mm. It was the inaugural. Mm -hmm. And I realized that the day that I had that vision was the day that he was announcing his ministry Come to on. the world. I'm not wow. kidding. I'm not kidding. That is I love it. the I love one that. of only two visions I think I've ever had. Wow. Prophetic. Yeah. I, I don't know that's really can, cool. Top that was pretty, it's, it's not pretty, a competition. But no, no, I'm not trying to. No. What is it? No. What is it? Yeah. Everything's a competition. Yep. This should inspire all of you. I'm just saying. Um, yes. So for me, uh, I actually was, I was struggling in the NFL to make it. I was playing in the National Football League and I had really bad concussions and it was a repeating thing. Wow. I actually uh, had a very mature prophet come and prophesy over me. It's like, listen, these concussions are done. And I was like, I'm, I'm going to stand on that. And what ended up happening was um, I got another concussion. And I was like, whoa. Now, some people are like, that doesn't make you doubt the prophetic. Mm -hmm. But what it did is it gave me a grid that the we see through an imperfect lens wow. in the prophetic. And even people that are very mature can sometimes miss it. Mm -hmm. And as long as we yeah. own it, yeah. it's all right. Wow. Right? Yeah. And what that gave me is an ability to say, you know what? I have the freedom 
to go for it. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, yes. because this side of heaven, I don't know if I'll ever be able to prophesy like Jesus Christ did yeah. or like, like, I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. But it gave me a grid to say, I can go for it and I can fail because this guy went for it and failed with me big time. And he's still legit. Yeah. Like, I don't knock him. Yeah. Right. I think it's like, oh, it kind of gave me encouragement. I think we get encouraged by people's failures more so sometimes than their successes because mm-hmm. the success seems unattainable to us. For sure. Yeah. For yeah. sure. That's such a good point. And as we talk about the prophetic, just lean into that thing that like we are all practicing the prophetic. That's right. Not a single one of us have like a direct line from heaven. Although sometimes the people we watch on like YouTube or yeah, even right. at churches, you're like, oh my gosh, I could never prophesy or do anything to that extent. But we're all practicing and we're all learning mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. what it means to hear the Lord's voice. So I love And I think those. what's good is that to create a culture where it's okay to fail, yeah. right. it's yes. okay to make mistakes, yes. just encourages those yeah. young prophets that are coming up. For Absolutely. Sure. And we, and we yeah. live in such a cynical culture, yeah. right? It just, the, people wait for somebody to fail or fall. Yeah. They just blast it all over the place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're always we're always taught in scripture, moving the opposite spirit of the world. So we shouldn't meet uh, a prophetic word that falls flat on its face with cynicism, right. yeah, but with good. encouragement, yeah. right? And say, you know what? You took a shot. You did it in love. Own that you did. You missed it. And let's move forward and learn from it. Yes. Yeah. Good. Excellent. So good. Yeah. Really encouraging. Love it. Love it. So we're about to launch into a new series here at the church called Citizens of Heaven. Mm-hmm. And it, it's very interesting. You know, we thought it would be really good before we even did our first message to kind of talk about how do we hear God? How do we hear God in like all of the political tensions, all yeah. of the racial tensions, all of COVID, mask wearing, uh, all of the things going on. Like, how do we engage in this kind of tension? How do we hear God through it? Yeah. And so we're, we're excited just to kind of dive into this a little mm, bit. Good. Cool. Yeah. yeah very it's, good. It's very important. I think the number one question right off the gate is, what is the prophetic? How do we hear from God? Well, yeah. I mean, for me, I'll just jump in. The prophetic is basically our interpretation of what the Holy Spirit is saying yeah, in in a short line. But I think it's very important to understand what God is saying. We must understand what God has said. That's so good. Yeah. And so if you are not in the scripture, I have found that for most people beginning the prophetic, the Mm -hmm. easiest way to hear God's voice, and there are multiple ways we can get into, is the word of God. Yeah. Hmm. The fact that I have been reading the word of God in the morning for years uh, I get to know who the person of Jesus is. You know, we talk yeah. about the Old Testament is Jesus concealed. The New Testament is Jesus revealed. Yeah. It's all through there. But the Bible is not to be read with human reasoning, but with reasoning from the Holy Spirit. And as he opens that up to us, we are illuminated to what the Spirit is saying to us, to yeah. others, to our nation, and what it means to be a citizen of heaven. That's so And I think good. with that, I think today, with all the things going on, uh, people are running to different prophetic voices out mm-hmm. there. Yes. And that's okay. But without that grounding in the scripture, I think they're going to be lost. Right. And I think with that, there is a lot of biblical illiteracy out there in oh, the church sure. today. Mm. Would you agree? Oh, absolutely. yeah. I don't, I don't, in the church. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. We see, and it's the worst. It's like the meme illiteracy is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> you see all these like memes out there about yeah. like what Jesus has said or didn't say with some little political, you know, uh, gist behind it. Mm-hmm. It's so taken out of context. I love what Joseph Prince says. You know, when you take the, te- you know, the text out of context, you're left with a con. We're left with a bunch of cons. Come I mean, on, really, man. Right? That's yeah. Just good, people looking yeah. at this, at these memes, 
that they think is scripture that is not scripture that wasn't shared or That's posted right. in the right. love of God. Yeah. So if it's not in the love of God, what is it? Right. Yeah. Love of self and love of attention. If it is, I'm just drawing attention to myself and not yeah. the king of kings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. I used to say this analogy and it works sort of now, but it's a little different because we all have the same phone. This was back when everybody had different phones. Right. Mm-hmm. And we all had the, our own ringtone or even it was a vibration. Right. I could be in the other room and I would be like, that's my phone. Why is it? I've spent time with my phone. My phone mm-hmm. is on me every single day. Yeah. And the same thing in hearing God's voice, because a lot of it is like, oh, have I heard God's voice? Is this just me? It's spending time with the Lord. And if he's already spoken, which we believe that right. the scripture is God breathed. So he's already spoken. We actually get to know his voice. And then when you're in a crowded room, it's like, oh, I, I know that voice. That sounds familiar. And a lot of times prophecy is is just that, right? It's, oh, I know that voice. That sounds a lot like something that God would right. say. And let me just That's say, really like, good. I have never been 100% sure that I heard God's voice. Yes, for sure. Right? Yeah. Now, I'm sure when I quote scripture, I say, hey, listen, I see Psalm 127 over you, Kirsten. Yeah. That, mm-hmm. that, that's, you know, unless the Lord builds a house, yeah. right. you know, the labor is labor in vain. And we could go in there and I could yeah. be 100% right. confident because sure. that's the scripture, right? right? And that's our plumb line. But if I'm giving a word of knowledge or I'm giving a prophecy about the future or saying something else, I only have ever been 100%. Yeah. But everything operates by faith in the kingdom, right? Yeah. I don't speak in tongues. Like when I speak in tongues, I don't know if that's partially me or partially, I think it's both. There's always faith. When I pray for somebody, I don't know if they're going to be healed. There's that leap of faith. Yeah. Yeah. The same thing with yeah. prophecy. For sure. The currency of the kingdom is faith. Yeah. So if I'm not operating in faith in my prophetic word, then I'm just doing it on my own strength. Yeah. So you should be a little nervous. Like, I don't know if this is God or not. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Which is so good to always phrase it. Hey, I feel like the Lord is saying, yeah, you know, that's a really lot of good. times prophecy is thus saith the Lord, like uh, in right. the wrong sense. And it's like, it's so it's so good for practice right. to be like, hey, I think the Lord's saying this. Mm-hmm. You know and, I mean? and, and and Mike, to your point, Wimber was big on that. Yes. He yes. was big on, let's get away from thus saith the Lord that we're absolutely yeah. sure to. I feel like it seems like yeah. I get this unction that. Right. And I think all of those people might call it hedging. I don't think it's hedging. I think it's basically admitting we see through a cloudy yeah. mirror. That's right. Yeah. Paul says that. Perfect yeah, right. Lens, yeah, right. We right? see right. in part. And so because we see in part. Let's hedge it a little bit, right? Yeah. In a world of in, in a world that is obsessed with yes. mic drops, let's <laughs> so just hold true. the mic a little bit. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And I put it think, down softly. Yeah. Yes. Right. So we don't good. need to do the mic drop every time. That's right. So good. I'm agreeing. <laughs> <laughs> Bam. That's so good. Wow. Yeah. Like uh, you. Okay. So you said scripture is one way you know that you've heard from God. It, it, what are some other ways? Because I I think this is a really challenging. Uh, subject for some. How do you know that you've heard from God? Well, I want to go back to the scripture okay. a little bit. Go for it. You know, uh, if you look at Second Peter, for example, he's on his way out. He knows he's leaving, right? And and he's saying, what am I going to leave these people with when I'm gone? And yeah. if you look at Second Peter, he says, we have the word of the prophets made more certain. And then he says, and you will do well to pay attention to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah as a light shining in a dark place. Yeah. And you know, so I think this is a real important point. Yeah. How do we interpret the times? We've got the prophetic scriptures. Right. We've got lots of them. Mm -hmm. Many of them haven't been read. And in terms of biblical illiteracy, what about eschatology? Mm -hmm. The church is ignorant of eschatology. Which is me, it's the study of the- Of the last things. Of the last yes. things, yes. end times, yeah. right? Because there's okay. been a lot of crazy people, yeah. a lot of flaky kind of people yeah. out there on it, <laughs> yeah. and figuring out it's gonna, Jesus is coming back here and there. And yet, <laughs> we are supposed to pay attention we are to supposed. the prophetic writings. Yes, yeah. Yeah. that's good. That's really so. good. That's so good. 
Cool. Yeah. So hearing God's voice can happen in so many different ways. Could you give us a couple examples? I mean, you shared a beautiful story about having somewhat of a vision and, Mm -hmm. and there's so many different ways that the Lord can speak to us. So maybe just a couple quick ones, like sometimes it's, I just have a gut feeling or just yeah, kind yeah, of go yeah, into yeah. a little bit more of the practical of hearing the voice of God. Right. For me, I see pictures. Yeah. Okay. Right. And I know there were some prophets. I think Amos was one. God said to him, what do you see, Amos? And he yeah. says, well, I see an almond branch that blah, 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 blah. So he was a prophet that saw pictures. Yeah. Okay. Other people get words, yeah. mm-hmm. impressions, feelings, mm-hmm. right? But for me, it's pictures. Yeah. Pictures. Yeah. Uh, one, it starts with scripture. We talked about that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, pictures. Mm-hmm. Um, thoughts that come into your head. Usually it is the very first thought before you're allowed to even think about it. So mm-hmm. true. And you yeah. will reject it yes. as no. Yeah. But I would encourage you to say yes to that thought because usually that is the thought. So we have pictures, we have thoughts, we have feelings, we have other people. Mm-hmm. We have the body of Christ. That's why it's important to be in community, right? Yeah. yeah. Right. Like if exactly. I wasn't at the sermon uh, that Samuel shared last Sunday, like, dude, there were some prophetic words in there about forgiveness. Yeah. Right. Right. And I need to be like, I need to be humble enough to receive from somebody younger than me, right. from somebody a different skin color than me, mm-hmm. from somebody a different gender than me. Like, I need to be humble enough to say, wait a second, the spirit of the living God is speaking in them right now. And yeah. they might be speaking to a crowd. But what will happen is what happened when Peter's talking to the crowd. I think it's in Acts 3 or 4 and, or Acts 2. And he and it says it cut him to the heart. Yeah. You'll feel the Holy Spirit cut to the heart. Yeah. When you feel him cut to your heart, that is a sign For that sure. you know yes. that yeah. the Holy Spirit is talking to you. That's It'll good. come across you, uh, on you as a conviction, a heaviness. And when the, con- when the conviction comes, oftentimes tears come. Yeah. And we don't know why. Yeah. But we know that the Holy Spirit is speaking to our spirit. And in that there's a union yeah. in which cries out to like the deep unto deep of our soul. Yeah. yeah. You know, so that's so, a complex kind of visionary thing, but it's actually very practical when you're in a moment like last Sunday where you see the power of God just manifested. Yeah. Yeah. So what you're saying is humility plays a huge role in yeah. availing in the ability to hear from God. Always. Yeah. I like mean, always. openness. Think about Balaam. Yeah. yeah. Balaam's right on a donkey, right? Yeah. 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 And yeah. and the donkey's like, hey, stop beating me. Yeah. I mean, God can use a donkey to talk. Yes, he, he surely can. Won't he use, use that? Won't he do it? Right. I mean, I mean, we we got it. We've got to really get our head around this and say, you know what? Yeah. Yeah. Anybody can speak a word of God. I got to right. be humble enough to like listen to it. That's yeah. so true. So yeah. True. I think with that, sometimes you only get a fragment. Yeah. yeah. Something. Right. Mm-hmm. And you have to wait on the rest of it. And mm-hmm. the rest of it that could be a week good. later or yeah. a year yeah. later. Yeah. Right. No, I mean, here's where a lot of people get mixed up. Prophecy is usually three things. Okay. It's usually a revelation. You might get a fragment of it or, or, or all of it over a period of time, or maybe it's all downloaded in a dream. Mm-hmm. There's a revelation, there's an interpretation, and mm-hmm. then there's an application. Yeah. yeah. Many times when I see young prophetic voices, they'll have a spot on revelation. They think they know the interpretation, right. but the interpretation is actually in their own strength. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Like, for instance, Mike shares that he was a naturalist. Right. And I'll say, man, I, God showed me that you love nature. You're a naturalist, man. And, you know, that might be right on. But then I have some totally different interpretation that isn't God. There yeah. should be pressure to give the interpretation or to even give the application. Yeah. You should just give what you feel 
God has given you. Yeah. I find the longer people prophesy to somebody, the worse they get. Yeah. I you mean, keep it under 10 seconds. That's true. They become way more accurate because that's Jesus. Yeah. A thousand words from Jay are nothing compared to one word from the yeah. King of Kings. Yeah. yeah. Like a prophecy is actually an invitation. Like God right. is inviting us into right. intimacy with him to hear more. Right. Yeah. No, I, Absolutely. Yeah. So we got to take this pressure off. They got to have the revelation, application, All in, together, uh, yeah. interpretation, application, uh, trifecta. Yeah. A lot of times it's different pieces. I can have a revelation. Mike will say, you know what? I was reading scripture. Yeah. And I interpret this as this. Mm -hmm. And Kirsten says, man, I can apply this in my life like right. this right, right. now. Right. And again, there's the body of Christ, right? Yeah. We ain't no lone rangers here because yeah. as a lone ranger, I got to get the revelation interpretation application and usually I get one of those wrong and guess what the lone ranger's off course right and he's out into the yeah. desert yeah. right so, so i think we got to understand all yeah. that stuff that's good yeah so god has really used you two in the covid season specifically to give some powerful prophetic words to mm -hmm. to our church and i'm just curious you know again we're we all we prophesy in part we're all growing and hearing the voice of god right. and sharing the voice of god yes. how did that process for those specific words you can even recap a little bit of what he gave you mm -hmm. how did that process uh, go for you how did god speak right. to you and uh, we'd just love to hear because they were both very powerful. Well, for me, uh, the word came. It started in the Watchman prayer group. Okay. We were praying one time and the leader said, why don't we just go off and just kind of get in touch with the Lord privately, quietly. And I got a peace. And I thought it was the whole thing at the time. <laughs> and then the next day I got another piece. And then six months later, I got the rest of it. Yeah. So that was, I've never had a word like that before. And that was a, an amazing experience. And when you think it's finished <laughs> and it's not, and you step out, you could have problems. You could make mistakes right yeah. there. Yeah. So, but, so that, that's how that one came. And one, it was, one was a picture. Part of it came in a conversation with another person. Okay. And the rest of it, I was, yeah. I was just alone in prayer. Yeah, yeah, that's so yeah. good. Yeah. That's really good. For me, I would say this. You're never going to get a prophetic word for someone or something you don't love. Right? Preach. So Amen. a lot of Preach. us love ourselves, so we only hear words about us. Right? Um, I love me some me, so yeah. I'd love to get a word about me. Right? <laughs> yeah. But yes. Hopefully I'll get some of maturity, and I love my kids, and I love my wife, and I pray, and 90% of my prayers revolve around that. So mm -hmm. that's where I get my words from. I'm yeah. not saying that's a bad thing. I'm saying... I don't know if that's what God had in mind when he said, die to yourself. Right. Yeah. Right. So if I want to have influence and prophesy over the church, I got to love the church. That yeah. is so right? good. That if, is if, so if, good. If I want to actually, and I have not stepped in this level, if I want to prophesy over our nation, mm -hmm. yeah. I've got to love our leaders and pray for our leaders and our nation. Now yeah. you're right? preaching. Yes. But wait, I haven't really gotten words about our nation. So that shows me. I need to love my nation, not in a nationalistic, weird kind of political sense, in a way that God has put these people in authority over me mm -hmm. and that I need to be in submission and humility to them and honor them. Yeah. So yeah. how did I get those words? I started praying for the church. You know, what, what is this? What does it mean? The whole Matthew 6 moment of give, pray, fast. Mm -hmm. And then the word I felt, I, my heart was breaking over some of the injustices I had seen regarding uh, human trafficking and regarding mm. racism. Yeah. And what, yeah. what, what I felt like God was saying was, I was praying about this, I was crying, I was like, God, 
when will justice be served? Kind of angry, like, yeah. mm -hmm. and I had never really prayed like on a, on a broader scale, like for justice to be served. Yeah. You know, I'd kind of whined about it, and, <laughs> and, but I never Sometimes whining it. and praying are the right? same, I mean, but you know. Pretty yeah. close sometimes. <laughs> and what I hear God say is that I'm bringing, we've talked about, this is not me, this is kind of an Alan Scott thing, Anaheim Vineyard pastor, he says mm -hmm. there's four streams out there. There's basically, you know, the scripture-based church, there's the seeker-sensitive church, there's the social justice church, and then there's the supernatural church. Mm -hmm. Now, that is a very simplified version of church. Sure. Mm -hmm. Simply don't want to put, don't put everybody in a box or churches in a box. But what I saw was that the supernatural and social justice were coming together. And, yeah. and I, th I think I yeah. saw that in April or yeah. May. Yeah. And those streams were coming together and it was creating a level five rapid. Now, level five rapids are not a smooth sailing, right? No. And I think we can say it hasn't been smooth sailing the last three months yeah. in any kind of church world. But we've seen a lot of stuff come to light as far as racism, as far as human trafficking, as far as a lot of justice, uh, political corruption being being exposed, exposed on both sides, yeah, yeah. For sure. on all sides. For sure. yeah. And I feel like as I started to cry out for justice, then I started to get words about that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. But I'll never get yeah. a word about something that I don't love. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. so good. So it good. always starts in love. Love it. If I'm just going to whine yeah. and I'm going to cry yeah. and I'm going to post and not do it in love, hmm. I've cut off the prophetic because I've cut off the heart of Jesus. Yeah. yeah. Because Paul said he's given us the ministry of reconciliation yeah. that's right that he was busy reconciling the world to, the world to us mm -hmm. I mean, he, he was reconciling us when we were still sinners so i mean it's it's just powerful to think about that when i get out of that love attitude and posture it's difficult yeah yeah that totally brings us into our next question it's like i don't know like somehow prophetically yes. we knew we were gonna go there <laughs> but seriously there are so many uh prophecies out there yeah. uh, good bad ugly yeah. at one point california was falling off the u.s i mean mm -hmm. we have prophecies right. everywhere um even specifically with an election right of course we've got a lot of prophetic voices with a lot of um opinions and what do we do and you kind of hit this on the beginning but what do we do when maybe we're wrong or maybe we've stepped out a little too far. Maybe we're prophesying over things we don't love, like you had mentioned. But yeah. what do we do when uh, we hear a prophecy? And you hit on this earlier, but even more, what do we do when we are like, oh, that feels off? Or even we've seen other prophecies fall to yeah, the ground. They, or they contradict each yeah, other. Absolutely. Like there, there's so much out there. Yeah. And I know you each were touching on that, but how do you weigh it? How yeah. do you process through that? Help us. Help us. Definitely. Well, <laughs> so I guess, yeah, that's, the elder statesman over here. That's, there you go. <laughs> I think I'm going to punt it back to you okay. on that. Okay. Yeah. Well, here, here's what I would say is this, is the attitude of humility yeah. is key, right? I've got to be able to look at each word and say, okay, Holy Spirit, I, you know, if I'm, if, if I'm listening to a word, what's the heart of that person? What's the character of that person? I know they believe they're hearing God. Let me take it for what it is and let's mm. test the word. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. If I'm saying a word and it does not come to pass or I'm off, I have to own it. And yeah. that's true humility. Not owning it is pride. There you See, go. here's the yeah. deal. We know that haughtiness or pride precedes the fall. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But if I will humble myself, even when I'm wrong and I admit it and I humble myself, that sets the groundwork for me to go boom and be elevated in the kingdom of God. Yeah. yeah. That's really and good. so I can't go wrong if I own it and I'm yeah. humble. That's the beautiful part. The problem is, is that we want to be right and we yeah. want to justify ourselves. And so we're embarrassed. Much. And yeah. we're embarrassed, For sure. right? Yeah. When we get so it wrong. We, yeah. we have to own it. And that's a lot more easier said than done. Yeah. 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 I, I think, I hate to say this. I'm so sorry, but um, 
I think, it's okay. I think there is a sort of commercialized prophetic industry okay. out there yeah. hmm. in the, in the body of Christ mm-hmm. that, um, that are consist of good ideas, good thoughts, some scripture, uh, and there's an industry built up about books and tapes and so on. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm concerned about that. Um, how do you evaluate that? How, do, how does the ordinary guy in the body of Christ evaluate that? Yeah. And are they putting out things that are actually damaging people? Yeah. Um, you talk about accountability. I think there needs to be a level of accountability mm-hmm. in that part, that sector of the church. Absolutely. I, I also think... I mean, do you know what I'm talking about? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And to that point, I, I believe we're moving from theoretical prophetic to practical prophetic. Yeah. So much we have been so theoretical, right. so almost, and I and I love academics, but I'll say this <laughs> not, not as a knock, in almost an academic way and less of a practical way. Like for instance, I could give you a word, Daniel, and say, you know what, man, I see you doing amazing things, and I see you, you know, building up this music industry, and you have your own band, and you're mm-hmm. gonna have a platinum record and stuff like this, and God's gonna use you to do this. Or I could give you a practical word and says says this, God says, go buy your favorite guitar. Hmm. Now that's way, way simpler, right? Yeah. And right now Daniel's like, is that permission, that, that, Lord? That, that, is that an actual that, that's word? That's way simpler. <laughs> I think I we, like that. We're yeah. really good at painting these broad stroke, big pictures. Yeah. Because, it, because it hedges us mm-hmm. that yeah, the yeah. journey's so big that I'll never actually have accountability that's for right. that mm-hmm. word to take place. That's right. But yeah. if I give you a practical word yeah. and say, go get a guitar because there's somebody going to call you that wants to play the guitar and it's going to happen and it doesn't happen in six months. I better own that. Yeah. Yeah. If I can give fantastic, huge words, yes. I got to keep accountability. That's why I think we're going from theoretic prophetic to practical prophetic. Yeah. And that's why I think shorter oftentimes is more better because the more we talk, the more fluff of me gets in there. Yeah. That's so, so true. What, what would you say? Okay, this is good though. Because sometimes people do get words and maybe they are legit words. What would you say someone if someone got a stage word or a, a big sensational word, what should they do? With God, like what should they do with that word? One, I would go to the prophet and say, "What's step one?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think people get words mm-hmm. they don't even know what to do. Yeah, and I <laughs> so think there is, there is a, there is a point where you get words in the Bible and they're they're completely blasted, right? Like yeah. they're like like Gideon's like, dude, I'm like the smallest guy in my clan. I'm like this joker. Like I'm not any good. Like. <laughs> What do I do? Well, how yeah. about you tear down the idol of Baal tonight with some boys of yours, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, you had step one. Step one. Yeah, that's right? so good. Yeah. What is step one? I always think, man, once you get into momentum, it's easier to keep going. But man, getting mm-hmm. people into momentum is difficult in yeah. life and in the kingdom. Yeah. So how do we get to be more practical? This has been on my heart. I want to give more practical words. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like we, we major in theoretical words and we minor, minor, minor in practical words. And people are begging for practicality. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. we're not giving it to them. Yeah. So that's on me. I, I'm preaching to myself. Yeah. I think one <laughs> of the, I'm not going to say consequences, but one of the things we see following big prophetic words is this like unnatural feeling that I have to steward this massive word over my life, which leaves a lot of people, I would say in my generation, feeling almost helpless. Yeah. I don't know how on earth my life would get from this to this. Right. So we spend most of our twenties trying to connect dots of prophetic words we've gotten from our entire life going, mm-hmm. how in the world am I going to get to this place in this? And it's like, we've taken on this almost like I've got to steward it. And I think there's an element of stewardship that has to happen. Right. But I think without that step one, 
we're sitting there going, this will never happen. I could never. And, and partly it's because yeah, you could never, this is why it's a word from the Lord. Like there's a lot of orchestration that has to happen on his Mm. end and time I think is huge too, but that's, well, That's one thing I've, I've found when you yeah, follow a word good. from the Lord, usually two things happen. One, it never looks like you think it's going to look like. A hundred percent. And yeah. two, the exact opposite happens for six or 12 months. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that just so tells you, that, that, just yeah. tells you so that you're true. going the right direction. Yeah. You yeah. know, if you never run into a demon, you're probably going the same direction. That's what Bill Johnson said, <laughs> yeah. right? right? I mean, so it's like, hello, right? Yeah. I mean, my, yeah. so my thing is this is. That is a really good plumb line for me. Yeah. It's frustrating in the moment. Yeah. Don't get me oh, wrong. Yeah. I'm not rejoicing yeah. like I probably should have in the midst of chaos and considering pure yes. joy, like my boy James is always talking about. But I will say this that I have found in my life that when I say yes to Jesus, it usually looks the opposite of what I thought it would look like. Mm-hmm. For sure. And there's usually intense warfare against it. Yeah. 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 That's how, tough. <laughs> yeah. Like, how has it, you kind of mentioned it now, like, how has the prophetic or hearing the voice of God helped you during this? really chaotic season, COVID, racial injustice, political tension. How, how has that helped you, you guys personally? Well, scripture says that there's perfect peace for mm. one whose mind is fixed on the Lord. So for one thing, peace, yeah. it gives you peace. And if your focus is on the word and hearing the Lord, walking with the Lord, you're not going to fixate on the culture and yeah. what's going mm. on. And I think that's a good thing. I think I think we have to guard that yes. piece. Uh, there's all kinds of distractions yeah. that are pulling us off our game all day long. Yeah. And I think that's where a discipline, Christian discipline, comes in. That's so. yeah. really good. I mean, for me, I I love uh, you know, the two prior messages about reckless love. We talked about who is our enemy mm-hmm. and, and who is my neighbor, and uh, I've gone back and forth on those. And really, I've come down to the, my enemy basically is my pride or principalities. That's what I see in scripture, right? Because yeah. mm-hmm. my pride can keep me from the destiny. Okay, we see that all the destiny God has for me. And principalities, we, we don't fight against flesh and blood. Yeah. Right. But uh, against strongholds and principalities. And then my my, my neighbor is people, all people, mm-hmm. right? So like I, I focus in on that and I'm like, okay, God, I've got to hear what you're saying about this, yeah. right? And what I love is that COVID has really, if you're, if we were all oranges, right. And <laughs> it just has squeezed us. And when you get squeezed, you, you find out what's inside of you. Yeah, yeah. for sure. So we've had, a lot of the peop- we've had a lot of people getting squeezed and some of the stuff that comes out is great. I'd love to drink it for breakfast. Other times it's like, man, what is that? I also yeah. can't really trust what you drink for breakfast, but yes. I like no, the good. idea. That's good. That's yeah, good. I like the idea. I don't really do that. The that was good. Three. We're going to bring it back around. Raw eggs. But, yes. but that's what I focus on is like, okay, this is my neighbor. Yeah. This is my enemy. And then for me, it's like, man, it can feel helpless. It can feel overwhelming. Yeah. There's, there's, there's issues in the world that seem infinitely complex, infinitely too big for me. But I know this. If I'm a Matthew six moment guy, yeah, I can always give, yeah. I can always pray, I can always fast. And if I do those in three specific ways, if I do them in secret, if I do them in humility mm-hmm. and I do them first, I believe God is really going to honor that. And he's going to work all things together for not only my good, but our good as yeah. a body of Christ. Yeah. 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 What That's I love right. is that both of your answers pointed to scripture yeah. and, you know, kind of rooting and meditating yourself and kind of saying, Okay, so when life is chaotic around you, all this, what you guys are saying is like, I ground myself in what I know is true. Yeah. Is the scripture is like peace or, uh, 
giving, fasting, right. praying, those kind of things. And that's what pulls me back yeah. mm-hmm. into that place. Yeah, yeah. you could say Jesus. ground yourself in scripture or you could say it's dedication to a person. It's mm. the person yeah. of Jesus yeah. that we're all yeah. looking mm. at. We're yeah. all trying to follow. Yeah. yeah. And that's what gives you the peace. As, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know if people believe that anymore. That's so true. I want to lean in just a little bit. We have one more question and then we're going to oh. go into a little time. But I want to lean into something you said about protecting the peace. Yes. I think as yeah. prophetic people, mm-hmm. um, it's oftentimes you're feeling and you're sensing a lot of the things around you without yes. even realizing it. You 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 feel down. You feel heavy. You feel I mean, personally, for myself, this season has been one of like, oh, my goodness, I have to protect the peace with everything inside yeah. of me. Could you give us some like practical steps on how to protect? the peace because i think a lot of prophetic flows out of place of i'm seeing above the situation but if we get caught in the day-to-day uh the counting of the numbers i mean we get real practical like yeah. real quick in this season how can you protect the peace um especially with like a prophetic gifting well i think we have to be aware that our culture today is yeah. a culture of distractions yeah. and so we have so to good. identify mm-hmm. the distractions yep. number one mm-hmm. And number two, I think then we have to stay in the presence of the Lord. And I I keep going back to this, but how do you stay in the peace? You stay in the presence and the peace by praying, keep in prayer, by worship. I mean, you can worship far more outside of church than you can in church. You know know what I mean? Yeah, 24-7. I mean, Brother Lawrence, practicing the presence of God all day long, it's possible to remain in the presence of the Lord. But it's a discipline. It's a discipline. And that's where I think, you know, the rub is for our culture, we're not a disciplined people. Yeah, and it's the distraction thing. I had a moment with the Lord very specifically. I'm I'm feeling all these heavy feelings. I'm scrolling on my phone on social media. He's like, would you delete that? Yeah. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like acting like I don't know exactly what he's talking about. Would you delete social media for a little while? And I was like, dang, that was hard for me. That was hard for a lot of people in my generation. But I, I deleted it and it was amazing. The amount of peace I felt when I wasn't feeling the whole weight of the world. Yeah. And I was able to encounter God. Just and removing the distraction. Removing the distractions yeah. and really protecting sure. the peace. But That's I want to get really to this good. last question because I think it's important. And it's the part I'm looking forward to the most. What do you feel? We're talking about the prophetic. What do you feel the Lord is saying right now? Yeah. It's a big question. All right. What do I think the Lord is? <laughs> Let me say it this way. Yeah. As, as I look at the scriptures, mm-hmm. every time there was a crisis yeah. to the people of God, there was a new revelation of the name of God. Come on, man. Right? That's good. So the, the patriarchs, mm-hmm. it says in Exodus 6, mm-hmm. God says to Moses, you know, I didn't introduce myself to the patriarchs as Yahweh. They only knew me as El Shaddai. Wow. When their circumstances changed and now the people are in bondage, Mm -hmm. they needed Yahweh. They needed deliverer, right? The covenant God. Likewise, you don't hear about the Lord of hosts until 1 Samuel. Well, why is that? Well, because at that time, Israel is being attacked by enemies. Mm -hmm. My point is, every time the people of God go through a major crisis, God is ready for a new revelation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And we can talk about that, but I think we're going to run out of time. <laughs> no, no that's that really good. Oh, Isn't that awesome? Ready for something we've never that. seen of God before. Yeah. Like but it's revealed new. in the scriptures. It's revealed. And yeah. you know, he says yeah. in, in Revelation, hmm. there, there, 
the word almighty is used 12 times in the New Testament. Mm -hmm. Nine of those are in Revelation. Wow. Wow. And it's the Lord God Almighty. And he says, I'm the beginning and the end. I'm the first and the last, Alpha and Omega. What is he saying? He's saying, when I come back, I'm going to be the fullness of all my names. Yeah. Throughout scripture. Come on. The Lord of hosts, El Shaddai, Yahweh, all together. Right. That's who's, That's who's coming. That's who's coming. Right? That's yeah. what I thought. People who feel hopeless, people who feel, and this is why the prophetic is so important in this culture right yeah. now. We have the hope that is higher. Yeah. We have promises that we've seen throughout the scripture that are actually happening right now. He's coming back yeah. in person. Yeah. 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 Some of us will see him. And the, mm-hmm. the cool thing is, I mean, what you're saying is like, God is speaking. Like, yes. God is, God is speaking right now and that there's an invitation for us to to step into that, that we yeah. could actually have revelation and understanding and something well beyond everything that's going around that, that yeah. releases peace. Right. You know? and, and the revelation of his name is the answer to the crisis, the body of crisis facing yep. or yeah. the people of God. Are that's facing. so good. I think yeah. we had so many words in 2020 about clarity, right? Yeah. I, I, and it's because it's an easy setup. It's right, right on the T for yeah. us, like 2020 vision. We got it. We had so many words about it. I, I actually know. think, and I heard somebody say this at a school of the prophets that Bethel does, but it's actually, it is clarity, but it's seeing through God's eyes. That's yeah. right. It's yeah. one, it's looking at one instead of all of us feeling like, oh, we have so much clarity about our life, so right. much clarity about tomorrow. It's going, I see God. That's right. And I see what he's seeing. Right. And right. I think yeah. that's huge in this season. Right. And it's yeah. knowing the name Amen. of God. You are yeah. getting excited. I am. About this is my favorite. <laughs> I love this it. This is my favorite. Well, that's yeah. good. Well, for, for me and, you know, I know we're, we're wrapping it up here, but yeah. for me, uh, it's a little bit more sobering. I think I love Mike's word. My, mine, I believe we're, we're moving from a pro time to an anti time. I mean, we, we used to say I'm pro life or I'm pro choice or I'm pro this. I'm pro. We've actually moved now to defining what we're against. That's right. I am anti-racist. I can't just be not racist. People say I got to be anti-racist. What do you think that's right or wrong? I'm anti this. I'm anti that. I'm anti this. I'm against that. And what I think is going to happen is soon that's going to go down and I'll couple this with, this is not me saying into the world stuff, but it's going to come to an anti-Christ attitude. Yeah, the anti-Christ right. attitude that is depicted in the letters of John, mm-hmm. first John, second John, particularly not necessarily the person of the anti-Christ, but the spirit of the age, there is an anti-Christ spirit building against the people of God, whether you want to admit that or not. I believe people are starting to define themselves rather than what they're for than what they're against. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now that is a loaded term in church right. history. Yeah. So it I'm is. careful to say that. Yeah. And I'm not saying that this is a person. I'm saying that when we talk about principalities, yeah. this is a principality. This is the that real enemy. John said, and the Antichrist is among you. Now, was there the person, the Antichrist among you? No, but the spirit of the age was there. Sure. And we have to be discerning of what the enemy's schemes are so that we can stand in mm-hmm. that yeah. day for what Christ would stand for. Because yeah. we are Christians, That's pro-Christ, right? right? Yeah. Yeah. And so I agree totally with Mike's word. There's going to be a new manifestation of yeah. Christ and his nature, yes. yeah. right? Uh, some people have said another reformation. I wouldn't doubt it because it has to be powerful enough to combat the world spirit, which yeah. is the anti-Christ spirit, which wants to come against everything that Jesus stands That's right. for. Yep. Yeah. That's yeah. really good. That's good. good. Just to press into that just yeah. a little bit. That's good. Okay. So what, what should we be pro for? 
Like, okay, the world is increasing the anti, and even, unfortunately, Christians are more and more known for what they're against, not what they're for. That's right. So what do we do with that? That's a great, so let's let's get practical, right? Yeah. The foundation of his throne is righteousness and justice. Okay. Okay. So we know that he sits on a righteous and justice throne. And righteousness has a lot to do with grace. It's also a throne of grace. What's what's sad to me, uh, whether you're conservative or liberal, is that we forget the idea of grace in the midst of our arguments. Okay. Either side. Yeah. The grace of God surpasses it all, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And the grace of God took me, who was dead because of my sins, and made me alive. And I'm no different than any other person when it comes to how I stand before God. Yeah. yeah. Okay? So that, to me, we have to remember grace above all. Grace has got to be our plumb line yeah. because it's the plumb line that Jesus Christ uses to measure. That's good. right. Yeah. yeah. So we have yeah. to come from a point of grace. Uh, number two, I have to stand for what I believe Jesus would stand for and what Jesus would do. It always has to come back to Jesus. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. I ha- he is the ultimate model. Yeah. yeah. He good is word. the ultimate example. Yeah. If I can't see it in the person of Jesus, then I shouldn't be doing it and I shouldn't be celebrating that. That's right. Now that yeah. leaves some gray area, mm-hmm. right. but right. that is our plumb line. Yeah. yeah. And I have to stay with the King of Kings because I believe he is the way, the truth to the life. Yeah. I believe he is the only one to the, father. He's and if he now. is the only yes. one yeah. to the father, <laughs> then I better be in line yeah. with what I see in him. Because if I'm not, I could be fear that I'm acting in opposition, which would be anti-Christ right. Yeah. actions, right? right? Yeah. Yeah. I want to be pro-Christ actions. Yeah. yeah. That's so good. I would answer that by two words, worship in spirit and truth. Come yep. on. Worship, yep. I yep. think, is the way. Worship Get is to the, the way. the heart of the Father. Yeah. That's right. That's right. That's where we stay in the zone. That's where we stay in the zone mm-hmm. of grace. Mm-hmm. We're worshipers, but it's in spirit and truth. Yeah. yeah. Right? So we have to have the truth piece. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. the word. I think you guys are really passionate about this. Yeah, I, mean, I, don't, know. I don't know. Maybe about you. a little bit. <laughs> I love it. I love so it. Well, we we're haven't play... even started yet. Yes, <laughs> yes we're going to have to do this again. But yes. we're we going to play a little game, kind of loosen it up towards the end. Um, and and it's easy. It's five for five. So we're going to name off five things. And it's going to be the first thing that comes off your head. Okay. I know this is a little risky, but I promise <laughs> you, they're You'll not too it. bad. They're it's not so too fun. bad. Okay. When you think of the word relaxing, what is the first thing that comes to your head? Lazy boy. Lazy. Lake. Lake. Oh, love it. Nice. You got the next one. Okay. Book. Uh, I thought the Bible, but I think that's just too much of the answer. I, I like the book of The Alchemist. Is it Jesus? <laughs> it's like Sunday school answers. Uh, Jesus? Jesus? I don't know if that's what you're asking for, but it seems right. Huckleberry Finn. I don't know. I love it. Okay, okay. music. The Beatles. Nice. Kanye. Okay. Oh, all right. Encounter. Uh, Jesus, Holy Spirit. Yeah. yeah. Come on. Experience, man. right. And not like it's better. It kind of feels weird following that. But yeah. food. <laughs> Spaghetti. Ooh, I love a good pasta. <laughs> Eggs. <laughs> How about raw? Raw, raw with <laughs> coconut oil, Jessica? please. <laughs> well, thank you guys for joining thank us. Thank you it's been so much. So thank good. you so much. It's been, it's been a blast, guys. Amen. So good. Well, thanks for joining yeah. us. And you can thank subscribe you. on our YouTube channel. Hit that little bell if you want to get all the notifications. And we'll see you soon. Amen. Yeah.